0: Uh, my name is Everett Bryson. I'm one of the elders at the Receive Church of Christ. And my wife and I uh, deal with the seniors ministry. So our topic uh, this morning, as you know, is senior ministry, taking care of Jesus. Our, uh, our text that we're going to use uh, to make our presentation will be from Matthew, the 25th chapter verses 31 through 40, Matthew, the 25th chapter, verses 31 through 40. I'll be reading from the uh, King James Version. We good? It reads, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be scattered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then shall the king say unto them, On his right hand, come ye, blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when when saw we thee a-hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee thee sick or in prison, and you came unto me? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily, I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. My wife of 44 years is going to present the topic of taking
1: care of Jesus. Okay, so good morning again. And it's so good to be here with you at this grand occasion here on the Pepperdine campus. We've been looking forward to it. This is not our first time of being here. But um, we just enjoy it and we're so thankful that you came. So My husband and I, when they called us, we were asked to talk about the senior ministry at the Reseda congregation. We were privileged to receive a $50,000 grant from Pepperdine for our senior ministry about two or three years ago. And so um, I guess they were impressed with it when they first saw it, and decided to just share a grant of $50,000 for us to help us do the work that we do. And so we're very appreciative of that, so that's why they invited us back to talk about the senior ministry. So we chose to give it a title of Taking Care of Jesus. This passage in Matthew is very familiar, I'm sure, with all of us. Most times when this text is exegeted, it places emphasis on services rendered as it relates to going to the kingdom. But today we're gonna look at these scriptures from the perspective of taking care of Jesus. The world system in which we all live has many different theologies and principles when it comes to serving seniors, the sick, the shut-in, the homeless, the poor, the needy, other indigent groups. Some, mostly of our younger generation, think that there is no value in taking care of these individuals. and they call us the old folks. Mm -hmm. However, Jesus teaches through the message of Christ that there is a benefit in serving the indigent. In this passage in Matthew, Jesus teaches the reverse of what society teaches. In the parable of the sheep and the goat, Jesus teaches about the judgment of the nation at the end of age, Jesus gives an insight that the world system would never discover or honor, which is the way we treat the hungry, the thirsty, the stranger, the sick, the homeless, the in prison, will be taken as evidence of how we have regarded Jesus. It is clear that the the Christ concept of compassionate ministry done to those who we despise is being done to him. When God created humans, he created them in the image of God. While our present capacity to reflect that image has been impacted by sin, scripture teaches that each person retains an inestimable value because we are all, not some, created in God's image. The Lord notices when one person cares for another. In fact, this is of such delight to him that he says, I tell you the truth. When you did it to the least of one of my brothers, you did it unto me. So what are you saying, Jesus? Caring for those who are deemed to be of little value or of no importance is in fact a way of caring for Jesus himself in matthew chapter 25 we see an example of the judgment relative to one's service of their work jesus says when the son of man shall come in his glory some separation will take place exactly two separations based on service and that is separating the goats and the sheep the sheep on the right side and the goats on the left So now if we were in that crowd, quite naturally, we would want to be on the right side because after all, we are his sheep, right? Jesus says in John chapter 10, my sheep hear my voice, and another, they will not follow. He says, my sheep, I know them, and they do something. what do they do, Jesus? He said, they follow me. He says, So the question is, how are the sheep, that's us, chosen to be on the right side of Jesus? And Jesus lets us know it's by your service. You see, some people gather from Matthew 25 that Jesus is laying out the deeds one must do to get on the right side in order to get into the kingdom. When the average Christian gives two dollars to a person that is hungry, that may mean that they feel they scored a good deed with God. The Christian may think because they give clothes to the goodwill, they scored a good deed with God. The Christian may think that when they visit the sick or those in prison, they just sto- you know scored a good deed with God. A deed that says, now I'm on the right hand side a right-hand side deed. But let's take a look at what the sheep did to get on the right side. Jesus says this, and I want you to imagine that you're in the crowd. And he says to you, when I was hungry, you fed me. How would that make you feel?
2: and I did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Jesus
1: walked up to you and said, I was naked and you gave me clothes, how would you respond? Say when. <laughs> <laughs> Say when. <a minute. laughs> if Jesus came up to you and said, I was thirsty and you gave me drink, mm-hmm. would you probably wonder, oh, what kind of drink was that? Did I give you alcohol? <laughs> yeah. <and> you <laughs>
2: <them set> <laughs> But how would you feel if he said, You took care of me? Come on. That I was yeah. noticed. That's right.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, if Jesus walked up to you, Mark, and said, I was in prison, and you, you visited me. Ooh. What would you say? A person that's in bondage, mm-hmm. and they may be in prison for an act they didn't commit, and he says to you, You took care of me. That truth. yes I do I want you to answer that truth Ooh. if Jesus came he said you did it you took care of me well, well see I do things because of Jesus mm-hmm. not necessarily because of that individual mm-hmm. but because of Jesus because of Jesus and it don't matter
0: you know because that person might be in prison for, for so, It could no, be. You, no, no,
1: you no, never know. We have some in there that, that did commit crimes. That's right, we man. have some, it takes us 20 years that's to figure right. out they didn't. That's right. But the point is, yes. he says to you, not that the warden took care of me, yes. not the prison guard. Yes. He said, You.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, that he noticed. I
1: would feel, I would want to give him, give him glory that he me. That he noticed what you did for him so what is the message when jesus says i was because it's kind of hard for us to visualize that we have the ability to take care of jesus
0: Mm.
1: that's hard to visualize isn't it Mm. because we always praying and asking god to do things for us bless my children bless the grandchildren Bless my husband to succeed in his ministry. Bless him to get to work safely. And we don't say anything about, Lord, I just want to thank you for letting me take care of you today. Thank you for letting me visit the sick today to take care of you. Thank you for letting me give clothes to the church to take care of you. We don't think of it in those terms. So what's the message? Our perspective on serving others, seniors, the sick, the shut-in, the prison, the homeless, the hungry, has to change. Our perspective on those services has to change. In order to properly serve seniors and other indigent individuals, we have to see them as serving Jesus. And you know what helps with that perspective? When we're thinking that we're taking care of Jesus and not Sally or Sue, we'll probably do a better job. (laughs) You'll probably do a better job. So so seeing them as Jesus is what should motivate us, move us, charge us, and compel us to serve. Jesus says when the question, question was asked, Lord, when did we see you hungry and thirsty and naked? He answered, when you did it unto my brethren. You did it unto me. So I raised the question, how are you taking care of Jesus? How are are you taking such good care of him that he calls you the sheep? He's already predetermined that you're the sheep that'll be on his right side is the care that you're giving him has made him predetermine already that you are the ones that he's going to call to his right side. Think about that for a moment. When you see seniors, for example, in need, you see them in convalescent homes, rehabilitation centers, in the hospital, they're in need of a visit, they're in need of a blanket, someone to chat with just for a few minutes, someone to sing them a song, someone to tell them a story. And you go to fulfill their need because you want to minister to Jesus. You want to take care of Jesus. When your perspective of taking care of others is that I'm taking care of Jesus, you can't help but be moved with compassion. Over 20 times, the word compassion is in the New Testament, and many times it's referencing Jesus. So listen right now to the heart of Jesus. Matthew chapter 9 says, When he saw the multitude, Mm -hmm. he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. What caused Jesus to respond to their need? The Bible says he was moved with compassion. Matthew chapter 14, when Jesus saw the great multitude, the Bible uses this word again. He was moved with compassion toward them and then he did an action. What did, he, what did you do, Jesus? What did your compassion charge you to do? He says, he healed their sick. If you have compassion, it's going to move you to do something. Compassion will not let you sit still. Listen to Jesus in Matthew chapter 15. He said to the disciples, I have compassion on the multitude. Why, Jesus? Because they've been with me for three days and had nothing to eat. So what did he do? His compassion made him feed them. Matthew chapter 20, Jesus encounters two blind men by the wayside. And they cried out, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And then the Bible says Jesus had compassion on them. Well, what did it cause Jesus to do? The Bible says he did this. He says he touched them. His hands on them. What happened from that touch? Mm. He said, now they can see. Then Jesus, in Mark chapter 1, he encounters a leper. And the leper was asking to be made clean. The Bible says again, keep hearing this word over and over associated with Jesus and compassion. The Bible says he was moved with compassion, and he took action. What did he do? Right. He didn't just stand there and say, oh, I'm, I'm just feeling so, so bad to, to see you this way. No, the it Bible says he touched right. him. Right. He touched him. And the Bible says then he was made clean. Mark chapter five, Jesus encounters a man possessed with the devil. Yeah. And the Bible says again, Jesus had compassion on him and he said do something now here's a change he said I need you to do something he said "Well, what is that he says go home and tell your friends and tell them how great thing the Lord has done but he didn't stop right there he said tell them something else tell them that I had compassion on you so we see throughout we get to Luke chapter 7 we see the Lord saw a person carrying a dead man. And this dead man was the only son of his mother who was a widow. The Bible says the Lord had compassion on her. And then in this, we see a change again. here he said to her, don't weep. Don't weep. And he didn't just say, look, don't weep. I have compassion on you. Just don't weep. No, he didn't stop right there. He took an action and he said to the young man, arise. He who was dead then sat up and began to speak. So compassion does not allow you to just sit there and just, oh, I feel so sorry. Oh, I'm so empathetic. I'm so sympathetic. Compassion will cause you to move. And not just move and take a few steps, but sometimes you may have to touch somebody. Sometimes you may have to sing a song to somebody. Sometimes you may have to go and just sit there and tell them a story about how Jesus has had compassion. And that because of that, I'm going to serve you just like I would Jesus. You see, Jesus gave us an example of how to take care of others so that we would know how to take care of him sometimes we think he gave us these examples so that we would have belief and we would have faith but we're missing that third Mm. purpose is so that we would know how to take care of him Jesus took care of and helped some of the very people that crucified him some of the people in the crowd that yelled crucified him ate when he fed the 5,000 plus Some of the same people that he brought healing to were in the crowd saying, crucify him. Some of the same people were relatives and the Sadducees and the Pharisees. They were in the crowd and he gave them the word of God. He gave them the gospel, a message that's no better than any other message. And they said, crucify him. So when we do take care of Jesus, Don't think that we're gonna take care of saints all the time. Because some of them will be the very people that might stab you in the back, and they may want to crucify you in a different way. But Jesus' always premise was he's moved by compassion, whether it's the enemy, whether it's the good person, and that action alone is gonna cause him to respond. So Jesus not only took care of the 12 and the few that followed him, But he took compassion on those who didn't like him. Jesus didn't pick and choose who he would help. He didn't choose based on race. He didn't choose based on ethnicity. He didn't choose based upon wealth. He didn't choose based upon whether you're poor. He didn't choose based on whether you live in Malibu or whether you live in the ghetto of Pacoima. He didn't choose based on that. He chose, and we see that very clearly, when he defended the Samaritan woman, someone he probably shouldn't even be talking to. So Jesus was not motivated by the externals. He was motivated by his own compassion. So can you imagine not taking care of Jesus? Only a person with a goat type attitude would think of such a thing. Only a person with a goat type attitude would walk by a senior citizen trying to get across the street with a cane and not see them as Jesus. Only a goat type attitude could walk by a homeless person and not give them two dollars to get a McDonald's Happy Meal. Only a person with a goat type attitude could stay in the comforts of their home and not visit Jesus in the hospital. Only a person with a goat type attitude could walk by a person in the middle of winter that doesn't have a coat and not lend his jacket. Only a person with the goat attitude could say no to a senior citizen who needs somebody to pick up their prescription because they no longer have the privilege to drive. Only a person with the goat type attitude could not serve the goat himself the greatest of all times. Amen. Do you know why I say that only a goat attitude, could decide not to take care of Jesus, it's because Jesus said, again, my sheep hear my voice. And the good part is he says, I know them. That's right. I know who they are. And here's the key. He says, they follow me. Well, what do they follow, Jesus? He said, they do what they see their father do. Jesus was a server of people. His whole ministry was about serving others, sacrificing for others, giving to others, loving others. His sheep do what he does, so they care for the seniors. They visit the sick. They give clothes to those who are naked. They go to the prisons. Why? Because their compassion says, I'm going to take care of Jesus. Who are you? Are you a sheep that hears the voice of the Lord and you follow him? Do you do as your father does? When you see others indigent, whether they're seniors, sick, etc., do you take care of them because you want to take care of Jesus? Here's the principle we must plant in our mind that how we take care of others is taking care of Jesus. We have to plant that in our mind. We must remember that God planted in us his Holy Spirit. Thus, when we respond to others and respond to our brethren, we respond in the manner and with the disposition of taking care of Jesus. Why? Because none of us are worthy of compassion. None of us are worthy of unconditional love. None of us are worthy of forgiveness for the things that we do. None of us are worthy. We can't treat others based on their worthiness because if that's the premise, all of us would be mistreated because we are not worthy. So I want you to take a moment and take a look back at something because at our age, we've experienced care along the way. Of course, now, if we got some young people, they might just throw you over into one of those homes and come back and visit you when it's time to read the will. But we hope we have a few little children in here somewhere that we will plant in them that when you're taking care of us, you're taking care of Jesus. But I want you to think back when you were a child coming up. How did it make you feel when your parents took care of you? How did it make you feel when they took care of your little boo-boo, your little scratch on the leg? How did it make you feel when, they, when you fell and cried and they picked you up and they held you and they patted you on the back and they told you it would be all right? Did it make you feel better? Didn't it kind of soothe you and bring you down? Because you know when we fall, we're screaming bloody murder, murder you know? We make it sound like we've broken six legs yeah. When we fall, we can hear the scream three miles down the road, and we just go running. Even when we were a baby, just think, mama, daddy, grandma, grandpa, aunts and uncles was changing those diapers. And I'm sure that aroma that came from the diapers was making them feel real great. Ooh, they were just loving it. You know, they loved it so much until whenever, you know, when you were little, and it was a poop moment in the diaper. Uh, dear, you want to change it? And then, no, 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 you're changing. No, you, you go, oh, you know what, you want to change little Johnny? He's so cute. He's so cute, but Johnny was carrying something, though. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't moving anybody with compassion to do it. But think how he felt, he or she, when you cl- took the diaper off, you cleaned them up, you put some good smelling baby oil on them, and they and then what did they do? They started running back playing. They, they was happy then.
0: Yeah.
1: Or what about when you were hungry and you start crying and you were impatient, because mama's trying to heat that bottle and make it right, and if it's nighttime, she's throwing some cereal in there to try to get you to sleep a little longer. But how did it make you feel? Think about when you were six or seven and she would make your favorite cookie and you could have it after dinner. How did that make you feel to know that you were so special that she would make your special cookie? She would make your special meal She would take you to Disneyland once a year. They would throw a birthday party, and you probably had anxiety the night before for the birthday party. Couldn't wait. Why? Because you want to open up all the gifts. Think about how that type of care that you received, how did it make you feel? It sure didn't make you feel mean or evil. You felt loved. You felt nurtured. You felt cared for. And that's our mission today, to make others feel cared for, feel nurtured, feel loved. Yeah. That, that's what we want to do. So I want to play this video from one of our members, so, because she wanted to share. And I said, you sure? And she goes, yeah, I want to share. When she found out that we were speaking.
2: Okay, I'm not hearing volume in Reseda, California, okay. and I want to say how grateful and appreciative I am to the church, to the Reseda Church of Christ, for providing assistance for me during the COVID-19 in 2020. This deadly virus was affected the senior community tremendously and put fear in us because as it, it, seniors with chronic conditions, we were the most vulnerable to this disease and most likely not to survive it. And I was extremely grateful for the care and the and the and the understanding and the assistance that I got through the church. The, the 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 wellness checks personally on the phone, people calling me from the church, asking me if I needed water, food, masks, or anything possible that I wasn't able to go out and buy. I was extremely grateful also for the masks that they provided during this disease, this, this, this period, and just to have the support of somebody understanding and empathizing with the fear that was going in our community and, the, and and the concerns and the insecurity. I was just grateful to have someone that really cared to reach out and call us constantly and the emails to update us on the disease and what we needed to do to protect ourselves and just to let us, to give us an update. So I'm very, very grateful, and I know that I would not have survived it if it hadn't been for the support of the received Church of Christ. I'm extremely grateful, and, I, and, I, and I'm grateful to have the opportunity to, to tell you that. Thank you. Okay.
1: And so we see how our service to the seniors and those who are sick, how it makes them feel how important that is. And sometimes when we serve others, we don't really know the impact that that has on them. So the foundation of the senior ministry at the Receipt Church is based on serving others because we want to take care of Jesus. So we see from this video that taking care of others in the name of Jesus has an impact on the recipient. There are people out there, particularly seniors, who can't make it without you, without me, without those who have that caring disposition. Our care and service to others is, is something that for some recipients, they wouldn't make it without us. Providing this type of care relieves, like Sister Thompson said, it took away her fear. It brought her security. It brought her hope. And it also removed her loneliness so be mindful when you're providing service to others of the impact that it has on them and so in our senior ministry at the at the church we provide food we provide transportation counseling phone calls groups that go and sing and many other actions to make sure that the needs of our members and those in our community Are cared for and know that we are representing the church and doing what Jesus would have us to do for him through them. So today I leave you with this question. Decide to be a sheep or you can decide to be a goat when it comes to serving others. And when you do decide what you want to be, remember that you're deciding to either take care of Jesus or not take care of Jesus. Thank you.